0: Tommy Lloyd beats the odds and gets a commitment from a player that should be able to help Arizona out a great deal going forward. What does it mean, though? How far can Arizona go with that? We're going to be talking about that coming up here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are all having a great early weekend. All right. We got a lot to get to here today. Arizona basketball gets a big commitment from Cedric Henderson. You might wonder who he is. Well, that's why you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about him. Then what does he mean then going forward? Courtney Ramey then, another transfer that we've talked about. Where does Arizona stand with him? And Arizona football gets a slew of commitments, so we got a lot to get to. But first, let's talk about Cedric Henderson. Now, a lot of people were miffed. A lot of people were worried that Tommy Lloyd was striking out on a lot of different players and uh, in the transfer portal. And a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, uh, why isn't he getting these kids?" Um, does he know how to recruit the portal? I was one of those people too, but you know what? There's a reason that I'm here and there's a reason that Tommy Lloyd is doing what he is doing. And the reason I think is fairly simple as this is that he's always going to be very cognizant of the fit of a player and how they factor into what Arizona wants to do. He's not just going to go out and get anybody. So Cedric Henderson, here's the deal with him. Six foot five wing from Campbell university average about 15 five and four last year all I would do is this I would recommend that everybody out there look at the highlights of him of his skills because he's he's got some real he's got some real talent to him he can handle the ball he can facilitate a little bit a guy made an interesting point about him he said in a weird way he's kind of a poor man's Dalen Terry and we've talked about this a great deal that's what Arizona is really missing. Ben Mather and Christian Coloco were obviously big losses. Daylon Terry is the one, though, that I think a lot of player people thought. How are you going to replace his initiation of the offense? How are you going to be able to? How are you going to be able to get those points back on the board? All right, Cedric Henderson. I'm not sure if he's going to start or not, but he's built for the moment. By all accounts, he's a really good kid. He chose Arizona over Texas Tech and New Mexico's, Uh Excuse me, uh, Texas Tech and North Carolina State. Now watching him is interesting and there's a lot of clips that you can look at. I would encourage you to watch when Campbell went to go play Duke this year. I'm a big fan of watching that because he didn't look out of place at all in that game. And more so than anything, he looked like a grown man out there. And what I'm also excited about with him is that he didn't get his points. He didn't get his impact from just bullying guys at the smaller level because that doesn't work. At the Division One level, that doesn't work when you get into college. That's just, you know, if you go to a higher level of college, you beat people on skill, you beat people on athleticism, you beat people on length. And Henderson showed that he could do that. Honestly, I'm a little surprised that he only averaged 15 a game because he looked like he could be averaging 25 a game. Now, you could say that that's because of fit, that's because of scheme style. A lot of different things could be a play, so I'm not going to sit here and make the judgment on that. But this is a sneaky good pickup right here. This is a player that didn't really come into uh, into into eyesight until about a week ago. And with the way that Arizona was kind of striking out on people, you wondered, was Arizona going to really be able to get this kid? And um, Arizona was able to get him. Now, what does that mean then for the roster going forward? Then, also, what does that mean when it comes to a guy like a Courtney Ramey? Well, the first thing is is that Cedric Henderson is going to play twenty to twenty five minutes per game, bare minimum. And if he's playing more than that, that mean that's a good thing for Arizona because that also means that he's really good. Because Arizona's got other options on the table right there that you could certainly look at and say that he could, you know, he could fit in there. He could do, you know, X, Y, and Z. So. I do I do wonder what will happen with the starting lineup. We're going to talk about that in a second. But if you wanted to bet on the starting lineup, I'm not sure this place has it, but bet online sportsbook would be the place that you would bet on any kind of lineup right now because they have everything from prop bets to live or you know to live betting to everything to the spreads. It's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. And it's easy to navigate. I think a lot of people that are new to online gambling, you worry about the whole process of, ah, gosh, I don't really want to be involved in something that I don't know the ins and outs of. This is easy. This is very, um, it's, it's credible. It's not going anywhere. Bet online Sportsbook, check it out. All right, what does the commitment mean for the roster rotation and for another player going forward? We're going to talk about that next. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Thanks for listening to Locked on Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke. Okay. So now that you got Cedric Henderson in, let's look at the positions on the court that are starting level positions, guys that are definitely starting. Kirk Crease is going to start. I know that the Kirk Crease is a controversial figure. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. Kirk Crease is going to be starting. Azulis Tabellus is going to be starting. There's two spots right there where you know for a fact who's going to be starting. Now, At the center position, it's going to be Umar Balow or Henry Visar. One of those two. And then you've got at the two and the three, you've got open positions available here. You've got, uh, excuse me, you got Pella Larson. Let's talk about him for a moment. Pella was a player that I was wrong on. Anybody that's followed the podcast knows or followed me on Twitter Iron Mike Luke knows that I spent a good deal of last season apologizing to Pella Larson for being wrong. Pella, I do apologize. It will never happen again. You have my word on that. Okay. But now you've got essentially three spots here or four spots or four players for two spots. The next guy up then will be Cedric Henderson. So you got Cedric Henderson and you've got Pella Larson right there. Now here's where the two kind of wild cards come into play a little bit. Courtney Ramey, I would imagine that you're going to see a commitment from Ramey here in the next week or so. I don't know if he's coming to Arizona. I would imagine he is, but I don't know that for a fact. Ramey would start. Guys that started Texas for three years who are all big 12 types, they don't go to the next level. They don't go to another school not to start. So Ramey would start, and honestly, he's unique to Arizona because he would be the first guy who's kind of got that, some of those whippersnapper type qualities and that he can extend out defensively. He can also play offensively the way that Arizona needs getting up and down. A lot of people mentioned, well, he only averaged 10 points a game at Texas. I would recommend looking more at his junior year numbers when he was playing under Shaka Smart because Shaka Smart runs a far more up-tempo type offense, far more akin to what Tommy Lloyd does than what... Um, excuse me, then what, uh, uh, uh what's his name? <laughs> the Texas tech coach that just came, the just, or excuse me, the, uh, the coach that just came from Texas, Chris Beard. I apologize. I would imagine Ramey would get about 11 to 12 points a game and he would be one of Arizona's best defenders. So he's going to start for sure. And now if he starts, you've got one position then available to three different people. You've got Pella Larson, you've got Cedric Henderson, you've got Adama Ball. This all comes down to me as to how good Cedric Henderson is when he steps foot on campus. Because, yes, Pella won the sixth man of the year award last year, deservedly so. I kind of like Pella in that sixth man role. I'm probably stupid here because generally you start your five best players, but there's something soothing about Pella coming off the bench that I don't know that maybe another player has. I will say this. If Cedric Henderson is starting for Arizona, that is another really, really good thing because obviously Pella Larson is a very capable player in that starting lineup, more than capable of playing big minutes at any school. So that would show you too that Cedric Henderson has been the goods for Arizona basketball and that you could look at something and say, all right, you got a top 25 team and you're able to bring Pella off the bench again. That is only a good thing for Arizona basketball. Certainly not a bad thing. So- We'll keep you all up to date on that. Uh, Adama Ball, by the way, a guy that it's kind of the X factor. We've talked about him a great deal, where exactly he fits into this Arizona basketball team. And he's a great, he's a great wild card. hes It's going to be great competition between Henderson, between Pella Larson, between Courtney Ramey, if he comes, and Adama Ball. Ball looked good in flashes last year. We'll have to see if he can continue that. But this is, again, in in summation, this is a great pickup for Arizona because, again, he's a good player, and he fits in well to the character, to the culture that I think that Tommy Lloyd is trying to build here in Tucson. He's not just going to take any player. So, again, good on Cedric Henderson. Good on Tommy Lloyd. Tommy? We're proud that you're here. All right. One thing also that we need to talk about, too, that everybody should be proud of is Built Bar. You look at the strongest players on the team and Umar Balow. All right. Umar Ballo, one of the strongest guys, looks big. You do wonder, has Umar Ballo consumed Built Bar in his life? Because I am going to sit here and say that he probably has. Guys like that generally don't look like that by just lifting weights without getting that great protein that you need. Built Bar tastes fantastic as well. So don't forget to get Built Bar. I like the blueberry. John Schuster likes the blueberry. Take it from the fitness titans that are ourselves that you should check out Built Bar. Also, we will be right back. We got a little bit of Arizona football to get to. A little bit of a different recruiting approach probably this year that I think a lot of people need to be aware of. But keep it here. You're listening to Lockdown Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Jed Fish reels in six commitments this, uh, this past week or so they all just became public. So we can start talking about a little bit, what they mean. And first I want to talk, and we talked about this before, but I want to talk about this might not be the star studded class that Fish has brought in before in that you had what arguably the best wide receiver in the country in Titora McMillan, you had a big time transfer, uh, excuse me, transfer uh, quarterback. You also had Jacob Cowing, who was one of the best wide receivers in the nation last year. Jed Fish did yeoman's work when it comes to the offensive side of the ball to the sexy positions for lack of a better term. All right. Now this next class I think is going to be very, very big on trying to get depth along the offensive and defensive lines. And you can get that depth, you can do that, It also might not mean that you're going to get as highly a rated recruiting class. And you might say, well, why is that? It's actually fairly simple. The main reason is is because there's a finite amount of guys who are considered elite level linemen, those four, those five-star kids that can come in and play immediately. It's easier, as craziest as it is to say, it's easier to get a Totora McMillan, who's one of the best wide receivers in the nation, than it is to get that monster defensive end, the Jadavian Clowney type, who or the Kavon uh, Thibodeau type, that can come in there and just be a wrecker from day one. You got to, at schools like Arizona... If there's five to eight of those players around the country, they're probably going to the sec. And if they're on the West coast, they're probably going to USC. They're probably going to Oregon, but you can get a lot of guys that can still fit that build. We've talked about it before with Glenn Parker, who is the epitome of kind of what we're talking about right there. A long athletic defensive lineman that you say, okay, he can move his feet fairly well. He can get in and out. He's got good bend. If we coach him up, if we get him into the proper weight room the way he needs, by the time he is what a sophomore, or a junior, he could be a guy that has an NFL potential, has NFL potential, and has all conference potential. That's kind of that's what you look at though. If you are Arizona, you've got to find those guys. That's quite frankly, that's where this coaching staff is going to really earn its uh, earn its keep. You got to win some games this year. We know that, but you got to start getting bigger along the lines and Jed fish gets the recruiting game. There's no doubt about it. I haven't looked at Jed fish for one second and said, man, I don't know that he knows what he's doing here, whatever you got to trust Jed fish that he's going to be able to get the roster together that he wants to get together. Now, the next thing for Jed fish is to be able to get him, get the players in that fit well. And he's going to have to coach these guys up again it's a lot different when you just have a quarterback and you have some wide receivers. So use a guy like a Tylen Gonzalez out of New Mexico, for example. And this might not be the best example. Conti out of uh, Corona Centennial is a better example, but we'll, we'll use both of these guys. They're both big framed kids. They both move very well. In Conti's case, he's already got other legitimate Pac-12 offers. He could have gone to a Utah and ASU schools like that. So he's obviously well thought of. When you get kids in here who, can, who are being recruited by other schools who are well thought of, it makes your job easier because you know that other people have seen what you've seen. I don't need to beat out schools like Alabama and LSU for kids because honestly, that's generally not going to happen. But if I can beat out, if I can beat out other Power Five schools, the Texas Techs of the world, Utah for sure, any lineman that Utah's in on, I, I, Arizona should be in on those type of guys. Then you start to feel pretty good about things. Now, Jed Fish, I would imagine, is going to try to get some more pass rushers in this class. We're going to break down on Monday all the players in detail and have some time to look at all the film and whatnot. But this is, this would imagine, I would imagine this class is going to be big on beef, maybe a little bit lower on stars. But that's also not the worst thing in the world because, again, you've got, you got the skill guys you need. You're going to continue to try to get skill guys, certainly. But you've got the majority of the skill guys you need in that last class. I mean, heck, we've talked about the receiver class with Tatora McMillan, with Jacob Cowan, with Kevin Green, with Kian Burnett, with A.J. Jones. You've got so many players there. So the receiving class, I would imagine you'll bring in a few but you got to get those big guys up front and that's going to be a priority. You've got some guys on the campus right now, a Kelsey Howard defensive lineman out of Phoenix. There's a couple of those types of defensive linemen out of Phoenix that Arizona should be all over and Arizona will be all over. And conversely, that's also where Arizona needs to make its mark. They need to be able to make their mark on the recruiting scene in state. Jed fish has already shown that he can recruit California. Like, you know What? Um, He went into the best schools. He got the best players. Very impressive. But he's got to be able to make make that next move now. you got to get into Phoenix. Phoenix is, what, the sixth or seventh biggest metropolitan area in the entire country, and it's hemorrhaging in a good way talent, but the talent is hemorrhaging out of state. All right, ASU's a mess. We've talked about that. I get why a kid wouldn't go to ASU. But you'll really know, though, if Jed Fish has made that next step, though, when he gets in there and he starts bringing in the, the kids from Phoenix and especially the big kids. So a guy like a Kelsey Howard out of Phoenix defensive tackle would be a huge get. We'll keep you up to date on all of this stuff. But again, a big weekend for Arizona. Cedric Henderson is in the mix right now. Courtney Ramey, hopefully next on deck. You've also got jet fish cleaning up stuff. You guys have a great weekend, and we will be back with you on Monday. You have been listening to the Locked on Wildcats podcast.